And at that time, I realized it's, it's no wonder, bro, why you, you know, running in the mud, why, you know, why you are tired and burnt out and all that other good jazz. So, Hey entrepreneurs, are you running around multitasking, always rushing to get to the next thing, working insane hours like I did for years? Listen, one day I nearly electrocuted myself because I was in such a rush. It was the wake-up call that I needed. I had subscribed to the old way of doing things, grinding it out, thinking long hours and hard work was just me paying my dues. I was wrong and it was costing me. I finally realized it was the things I implemented right now that gave me the biggest results in my business. So the big question is, what should you be doing right now in your business? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips. No glory, just the raw goods and fascinating conversations so we can get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, welcome to Now Your Business. I'm Chris Ward and I am super excited to have our next guest here. He is an amazing talent. Ken Branson is a published photographer and independent filmmaker. He's earned close to a million dollars from visual storytelling after starting from the basement of his church. Some of his clients include Google, AARP, Cisco, and a host of national and international organizations, churches, colleges, and universities. Through therapy and the journey of self-discovery, Ken learned that the negative drama he attracted in his life could be redirected into a healthier and more profitable form of drama storytelling. This basement level strength is continually being refined every day as Ken makes a full-time living helping businesses and organizations get their message out through effective storytelling. Welcome to the show, Ken. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. Like in case three seconds in, you haven't guessed, Ken has a very pronounced and effective radio voice. So everything he says is just going to sound so intelligent, I think. <laughs> so now he's, now he's afraid to talk because I'll openly mock him. <laughs> okay, Ken. So what we're going to do today is something really special, I think, because this is something that comes across my desk a lot. For those of you who don't know, I have a book called Win the Hour, Win the Day and a platform to go with that. And what we do in there is we really talk about business should be fun, leveraging your time, really tripling your time off and doubling your income. And that I think business is not about the grind and that it should be fun. It should support your life, not consume it. And a big part of that is if you really want to understand productivity, it's not about being on some time management diet. It's about building a team. And a team really is the fundamental backbone to any successful business in the history of successful businesses. So what we're going to do today, Ken has agreed, because uh, he is quite a talent. I can't wait for you to check him out online. His work just, it just breathes life right off the screen. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to talk to Ken about today is where he's at in this business. And we're going to talk about what it would be like, you know, the pain points of starting a team, building a team, what you've done so far, Ken, because we had a little chat earlier and what happens was you are just um, uh, amplifying what I hear so often from so many people. So I thought this would be a great conversation for the listeners. So Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks again. Um, it's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for us both. Um, oh, good. Let's rock and roll. 
Okay. So Ken, give people a little basic rundown of what your work week looks like. So when you're out doing photography and videography, that's really time consuming. And most people don't understand that the amount of pre and post-production that goes with any assignment. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the demands of that? Absolutely. So pre-production, um, I mean, as far as going and get the client first and foremost, once you get the Good client, point. Yeah. Right. Uh, once you book the client, it's a matter of logistics to figure out what team members need to be in place, um, where, what time, um, actually, what are we going to be doing when we get there? Um, all that stuff is, is, is the pre-game. Um, then, of course, right. during game time is capturing an event, making sure no memory cards fail, right? Because uh, yeah. somebody's wedding or event is, is, is captured in nothing but zeros and ones in the form of <laughs> information on a card, right? So making sure technology doesn't fail, um, you know, uh, more stressors on top of stressors. Um, after the event is over, of course, harvesting. Let me, can I jump in? Uh, sometimes I'm going to interrupt you. I apologize. What I want to stress with what you just said, though, is somebody else, if I show up for a meeting with a potential client, that's one thing. But when you're showing up, people are dressed and ready and they put a lot of prep work in themselves, to, you know, to be there. So it's like showtime. Absolutely. Right. Okay. No other so way. It's a, di right. it's a different ball game than the rest of us showing up to say, okay, let me look at your website. Right. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so on top of, uh, you know, all the stresses that come with sh capturing the event or, you know, whatever we're capturing, um, harvesting footage, um, it's a, another very, very important step that, you know, we, m you know, must capitalize on, um, yeah. if it's not captured and I mean, stored in a proper manner, um, then, you know, it's, it's a world of craziness afterwards. So, um, after that, it's, it's time to do some post-production. Um, if everything went according to plan, um, the pre-production, the day of the event at the event, then post-production is kind of an, it's, it's sort of an ease. Um, you know, um, editing is probably for every hour we spend out in the field, we probably spend about four hours editing or, you know, doing post-production work to it. It's a rule of thumb. So, um, and then deliver it to the client. And hopefully we won't have to do any revisions afterwards, you know, um, because we paid attention and, and listened and executed on their wishes and desires in the pre-production. Right. So let me just stop there. So there's a lot of more pre-game pre work in your industry than most. And the pressure's on because you're right. All you need is one little wire or one computer not to connect. And now you just, you're not going anywhere, right? Not going anywhere quickly. And then that recipe of per one hour, there's four hours of post-production. Is that what you said? That's okay. correct. Okay. So then what happens is if you're in the ideal business and you want to make, you know, good revenue and, and any time that you're not, you know, really out there doing production work, then you're sitting, what you're doing is sitting in the office and it's costing you money, right? So if somebody paid you a, a nice healthy fee, let's just keep numbers simple. Let's say it's a thousand dollars for 10 hours then what you're not incorporating is all that extra time pre and post production. So you're not really making a thousand dollars per 10 hours, right? right? So you really have to control or manage the pre and post production. Correct? 100%. Yeah. Okay. You, not only do you have to manage it, but you have to account for it as well. Right. Right. Okay. So now let's talk about teams. When you and I chatted, you're like, okay, I've, you know, Chris, I've tried this before, I've got, but I built out my system. Ken being, you know, the entrepreneur that he is, is trying to, 
I, if I dare call it a mistake, Kim, what I want to say is I did this for years and years and years is you were trying to get it so right. And you were building out a really elaborate training system to make sure like, look, if I bring somebody on, I've got this really great training system in place. So you did that. You put a lot of hard work, muscle and sweat into it. Then you brought somebody on and it didn't quite work. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we're in a court of law. That is correct, man. That's correct. <laughs> no, no need expanding. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is that is something I hear all the time. People saying to me like, look, I don't have time to train someone. Money aside, let's deal with that in a minute. I don't have time to train someone. And then I always say, well, fundamentally, if business is all about getting more business, if you don't have time now to train somebody and you want your business to grow, then the goal is to only bring in more business. So you're going to have less time moving forward. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So what I would say to you is your uh, perfectionism and awesomeness, which my new word for the day, everyone, write that down, awesomeness. <laughs> your it. awesomeness for what you do, the, the, the care and the quality that you put into what you do, I can see how that would transfer over to when you're creating a training system, right? And you just don't need that at all. What I we talked about really briefly is, um, even if you said, okay, I'm going to bring somebody in, let's say there's different levels and, and you're still a little nervous. You're like, okay, Chris, I'm not sure I'm buying into this, but let's say there's different levels, either of the quality of client or the price of client. So you might say, well, let here, cause I'm not a video editor, but let's give an example. Most people can understand pictures cause we all take pictures. So let's say you're taking a bunch of pictures and you say, hmm, all right, the first thing I need to do with all these pictures is clean up the background. There's a garbage can in there or something, right? And maybe another thing you want to do is we all want to look younger. You want to soften the face because the client asked you to do that. So then you could have a junior. Yeah, you hear that a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Put the skinny lens on, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I always say it doesn't matter who you are. You want to be taller, thinner, younger, you know, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So then let's say we hired an outsourcer and said, okay, what that person's going to do is really prep those pictures for us so that when Ken comes in and says, okay, what I used to have four hours of work to do, now maybe I only have an hour and a half because they did the, the monotonous stuff where they took that wrinkle off that person's face 20 times in a row because it was 20 pictures. You see what I'm saying? I do. So what I would say to you is, then if that was the case, not only can you bring people in at different levels, you know, when you get more and more comfortable with it, but then you could have them screen share and copy what they're doing and say, okay, yeah, I liked what they did. So then you could say, great. Can you take a three minute screen share video of your screen as you're doing it? And can you write me a list of the steps that you did so that every time you bring in the next client, now you have a process where we always take out the wrinkles if asked, we always clean up the background, we always whatever, and you've got a checklist so that your business is not run on memory. Does that make sense? That sounds like a, a, a very good plan. Like, I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, he's agreeing uh, with me now, but in the beginning, he was looking at me going, I don't know about Chris, you don't understand. So tell me some of the stuff we talked about in the beginning. You said, well, Chris, A, there was a trust issue, and then B, there was, you felt you had a very uh, elaborate system laid out that they wouldn't be able to catch on. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, okay. I was wondering if it was going to go back to the, you know, when I did create the five steps, uh, the five yeah, step go ahead. process. Um, so in creating it, I knew that um, there were some things that I had to get out of my head. 
probably, you know, maybe five or six months ago, the, the weight of solopreneurship was was on my shoulder so heavy that I really wanted, I really considered quitting entrepreneurship, like, like, know where I would go. But um, yeah. the weight got so heavy that I wanted to quit. So I literally went to Forbes and found out, I, I literally Googled, how do I create systems and processes in business? Um, and Forbes had an article. And the first thing that it said was, um, get it out of your head. Yes, I, I yes. realized that um, as a solopreneur, I was doing about 15 different systems or processes, either daily, weekly, or monthly to maintain my business. Um, and at that time, I realized it's, it's no wonder, bro, why you, you know, running in the mud, right? You know, why you are tired and burnt out and all that other good jazz. So uh, a part of getting the five-step editing process out of my head, um, I'm sorry, a part of getting the process out of my head came the uh, five-step editing process, which I realized that um, that was um, a friction. There was some friction on my sales wheel. I don't like to use the word sales funnel. I like to use a wheel. Um, Good. Okay. Friction came um, right around turnaround time. So I would have to say, hey, um, I can get this video out uh, in the pregame, right? We would talk about yeah. the video back. Uh, it's going to take me about eight to 12 weeks. During wedding season, it may take me 16 weeks and right. what have you, but I will reach out to you if that time come. Um, so I didn't have to um, go back on my word. I let them know up front. It may take a little bit of time. So in developing those five steps, I had to, um, when I was getting out, out of my head, I wanted to make sure that I was getting it out of my head enough. And I knew that it wouldn't be perfect before I put it in the face of any cohort or any, anybody who wanted to come on board. And that's when I realized that, um, yes, there were some things that weren't perfect. Right. And I, I knew that mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be perfect. Um, and that wasn't the point where I gave up on, um, but I did realize that editing is not for everybody. Yeah. So um, I was very reluctant to um, try it again. There was a trust issue, a trust factor that prevented me from outsourcing the training. Um, and like, I'm like, look, this is how, I, how I've done business for the last 13 years, right? It's, it's not a top secret trade secret um, or, you know, where you needed a security clearance to get it. But it was, it was, it's my baby. It's my bread and butter is how yeah. I make money. So um, the thought of outsourcing never crossed my mind um, until we talked. So uh, that trust issue was very, very big for me. Well, that's great. And I really, I'm so excited. I wanted to dive into a couple of things that you said there. So you're right. Getting it out of your head is huge. And that's the problem is I tell people all the time, like nobody gives someone at FedEx an organ to get to a hospital to save somebody's life and says, Hey, you've got the address, right? Like you have it in your pocket? No, it's all about processes. And what I would tell you is that's the huge thing is understanding that there's so many steps that you do kind of like if you've ever had the unfortunate pleasure of teaching a small child how to tie their shoe or teaching someone how to drive. And all of a sudden you're looking at them thinking, you know what? I don't know how anyone tied the shoe. I, I cannot help you because there is way more steps than I understood. Right. right. <laughs> and so what happens is you're doing all this stuff in and out, rushing and getting it done. And so you don't even realize you're right that it's a five part process. You're thinking, oh, I just do this and this and this and it's intuitive. So what I would tell you is you're bang on getting that process out of your head. Huge. What I would tell you, though, in that journey is, again, you could have just screen captured what you did and talked out loud to the screen and said, OK, now I'm removing whatever the background. 
then you could have had an outsourcer for like five bucks an hour and a mint person right up the steps. They didn't even need to be a graphic designer. That then could have been packaged with a tool if you said, I want to do this first. When you hire your first graphic designer by outsourcing, again, it's really about the hiring process. So you can hire personality over skill set and say, look, I need somebody with this level of uh, graphic design, you know, editing ability, and here's our process. But what you'd be looking at is hiring somebody this week for five hours a week, next week for seven hours, whatever. You don't have to bring them on part-time, pay for overhead, work around your schedule. And you can really get it at quite an economical, you know, uh, much cheaper than you probably realize given the global village. So that's one aspect. Having said that, before I dive into something else you said that was really important to me, does that make sense? Like even if you had done a video screen, had somebody type it out for you, that would have sped the process up for you. Would that have helped? 100%. I do agree. Um, I, th I think that um, that was the only way that I could have done it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Because I've never created any type of training manual before. I've never trained anybody to do anything. Um, and that I kind of label myself as um, like a, a huge miscommunicator. Like I, I, I can't commute communicate this type of stuff so like anyway i gotta jump in and agree, disagree you know what it is right. here's the thing i think you are i mean people just the sound of your voice people will stop and listen to you but oh here's God. the thing this is the problem so yeah. many people think they're an entrepreneur but what they are is self-employed mm. without systems you do not have a business a business okay. means you don't have to keep pushing that rock uphill constantly. If you, you know, I have known businesses where somebody's business really, you know, crumbled to right to the basement because they fell and broke their arm and they slipped on ice. And all of a sudden now everything's shut down because they're self-employed. They're not an entrepreneur. They're not running a business. So you fell into the prey of what everybody else was doing, which was trying to do it all yourself thinking, you know, you had to have, you, you deliver a big promise to the client, you're doing quality of work. And so then you're trying to control every aspect of that. And you can approve every aspect of that before it gets to the client, but you actually don't need to do it because as you talked about in the delays, not only is there delays in delivery for the client, which, you know, you, we all got to know that when you buy something, I mean, Amazon, the, the foundation of systems, we get all excited and they tell us something's coming and it's coming, you know, be there tonight. You ordered it two days ago and it's only a book. Somebody gets dressed up and puts all the time and money effort into you showing off their brand or their business. You know, by the time they get that 12 weeks later, like the enthusiasm has diminished, yeah. right? You know, you, you, you can't, you're dealing with humans. So now they're petering out and they're not as excited and they don't even, well, oh, you know, my hair's different now, or why did we do this? Or, you know what I mean? They're, they're just, they've lost their enthusiasm. So that's a huge thing. So really, I think that's another thing that sets people up. Never mind that, you know, six, 12 weeks from now, you're only going to be more exhausted. But the other thing I'm passionate about, and you're right, and you talk about trust is this may be your system, but here's the deal. If you were hiring an outsourcer that specializes in, um, video editing and they were working for you this week, six hours a week, and you gave them your process. The way the outsourcing world works is first of all, it's very much like Uber and everything else. Their success depends on your ranking. Mm -hmm. So I've never met anyone that wanted to ruin that because it stays on their profile forever. It's not like something that they can remove. Mm -hmm. And then second to that, what happens is 
that's all they do. So if they work six hours for you, they're going to be working 15 for someone else. And now if your position grows, they'll grow with you. But that system that they have isn't going to serve them anywhere else because they're not video photographers. They're not, they, they don't have your skill set. They can't meet with the client. They're, they don't own a video camera. So this thing that you're protecting is really bottlenecking your business and really choking you. Wow. Does that make sense? It's big. It's eye-opening. Right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what I want people to understand because I, I, you know, Ken's being nice. I openly mocked him last week when he said about trust. And I said, look, no disrespect, but I deal with people who deal with much bigger problems than you, like really tight end, high end financial secretive stuff or, you know, medical information. And I say to them, but there's still so many aspects of your job that you can prep and outsource that don't have to deal with that vital teeny little piece of information that you think is so exceptionally important in your industry. So I do hear that a lot from people. And that's why I thought it'd be a great time to have a conversation with you is I do hear people think, well, trust is an issue getting a beautifully perfect system in place before I, I have to build it and then train them almost like an info product, get it all sorted out. And when the heck is that going to happen before I can bring on my first person? Whereas, you know, we've had in our office, we used to get students all the time aside from our outsourcers and even our students who co-op students came in and worked for free. We would just have through their videos and their process there when they left their video trained the next student. That was that. Like we'd say, okay, watch the five videos from so-and-so she finished last week and you're going to pick up where she left off. And, you know, in this now and day and age with all our resources, it's really about you. Like, I mean, there's nothing, stop the video, push the button, start the video. You know, like it's there, right? Makes sense. It does. Tell me what other, do you have any other objections about outsourcing? I do not. Um, I have another process that I actually outsource. Anytime we do portraiture, mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, images that need to be retouched. Uh, I outsource those with no problem. Um, but I outsource them to someone that I don't have to give any instructions to at all. Like I, I looked at their work and I said, you know what, I want this type of work on my portraiture. And, you know, that was easy. Like I just send them the work, they edit it and send it back. Now that's interesting too, because when you talk about trust, a lot of people think too that they need to have somebody local and in-house in order to ensure that trust that they can supervise them, right? And that leads me to another thing when I tell people all the time, like if you say, well, you know, I was just dealing with a, another potential client and she is also a, um, a photographer and she was saying, well, I hired somebody nearby and with the quality of her experience and work, I have to pay 25 bucks an hour, but she only wants, she won't come to me unless it's a minimum of 20 hours. And she goes, I don't have 20 hours of work, so I'm going to have to find something else for her to do because I can't be working at three o'clock in the morning anymore, just like you with post-production. So we sat down, we figured it out. And she hired, a, again, if you look around the globe and you find the best of anyone around the globe, that's still going to be better than the best of the people in your local driving community, right? Because it's just your, your pool is larger. So we figured out that if she was paying, let's say, an, uh, a graphic design outsourcer eight bucks an hour, which is on a little bit on the higher end for a graphic designer. We figured out she'd be pay saving $480 a week. Jeez. Right. And now she's like strapped and scared. Cause she's got, she's like trying to keep up. She's like, well, okay, now I got help. But now I've got this extra 500 bucks a week that I, that's a lot of money. 
And when we did the math for outsourcing, I'm like, well, you could have somebody that works six hours this week and they may not need you. You may not need them for two more weeks. And then that week you might need them for 10 hours. So you're also not filling the calendar with, you know, makeshift work. You don't have to buy a computer. You don't have to buy any software that they might need. You're not responsible for their training. If for any reason it didn't work out, you just end it. You don't have to do any sort of legislative process of letting somebody go. Like it's just an easier path. It sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, you know, you didn't say that before, but I do think that's heartbreaking given your talent that you have for you to even consider quitting, you know, it's the grind because as much as you're talking right now about, Hey, I want to do right by my clients. And then we're looking at, they might not get it back for 12 or 15 weeks. And then of course they're human. So other things have come on their radar. They're a little bit less excited. Nowhere in there are we talking about your vacations or your time off, your long weekends, all the freedom lifestyle that perhaps one was sold when they're going to have their own business. Does that make sense? It does. Um, and I, I, don't even, I don't even think we have enough time to go into that <laughs> portion of, of entrepreneurship, but it, it is our reality um, sometimes. If, if we don't know how to make it better, it is our reality, but I'm sure thankful, uh, thankful for people like you who can kind of whip us into shape one way or the other uh, that, you know, we can change our narrative. Yeah. Cause I tell you, there was a time and I can, I can go tick for tack for stories when your husband sits you down and specifically asks you not to burn the house down <laughs> because I was the queen of, Oh, I put something in the oven and I would be like, Oh, just answer email. And then I would start setting a timer for myself, but then I would hear the timer go, okay, I'll just finish this email. I heard the timer. And you know, after the third or fourth fire, well, I I hate to sound myself. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. And then we came to a point where I like a child. I was not allowed to have my computer in the same room as anything that could set fire. So that was, that was it. And then I was not allowed to leave the room. So even if I put something in the oven and say, okay, the computer's in the other room, I like, I was things, I mean, I was like five years old. I kept getting, because there was a couple of somewhat serious fires because I thought I could answer one more email. Right. So that's the thing is I call myself now a recovering Russiaholic but I did go from working like 16 hours a day down to like six or seven. Mm. And I know you admitted, you go, yeah, I work weekends, but I don't count that because that's on projects. And most entrepreneurs who are just self-employed and grinding it out, you count Monday to Friday and then you don't count the weekend work because that's catch up work. So then there's an extra 10, 12, 15 hours on the weekend that you're not even including in the math. That's right. Um and- <laughs> That's right. I mean, what what can I say? I feel like I'm I'm in uh, the principal's office right now. <laughs> Guilty. You know? No, what I want to do is you're so enthusiastic. I want to highlight this for other people because then again, I have to remind you is whatever price you gave to that original client, when you start adding more and more hours, because it takes more and more time and also because you're exhausted, so you're, you're slowing down a bit. And also when you come back to edit a project that you did 12 weeks ago, Again, you have a human brain. So some of the information may not be as fresh. So now you got to climatize and get back to where you were with the starting point. So that slows you down. So all you're doing is increasing your overhead. I agree. 
Yeah. Well, I think I've, I think I've worn him into it. I've either inspired you or depressed you. I'm not sure which way we went with this. <laughs> so maybe not depression. Um, you know, let's just say um, it's, it's whipping back into shape like it's or, or um, starting something new. Uh, yeah. And a lot of the things we talked about, I've heard before and I've never made the change. So to hear it again, it's just like, all right, dude, when are you going to get it together? Um, and, and be the change that you want to see or be the change that so many people have talked about for so long. So, um, it's like, it's no arguments here. (laughs) I I agree. Um, I can definitely tell you where I went wrong, but we already, you know, you, you already know where I went wrong yet too. So, well, you know what? I wouldn't even call it. You went wrong. You, you followed the, the myth online of this, you know, being, and, and also there's great pride in working that hard. And there's also the false sense of, okay, once I get caught up or I'm in my first year of business, my second year will be different. Okay. Once we get past the holidays, that will be different. But the other thing I would like just to, to have our listeners understand, it's not about be the change there. This is a whole, this, like I have taken an immense amount of training and built a platform and written books and tested things with other clients and myself. So this is, would be as similar as you saying to me here, Chris, here's my video camera. And I'd like you to go shoot an important event. The point is that's not my skill set, And so this is where entrepreneurs beat themselves up because they think, Oh, I, I know this, why I'm not doing something about it. Well, you're not doing something about it because it's a whole new skill set. No one's shown you how to do it. And when would you have figured out this new skill set and done it yourself? Midnight, 1 a.m.? Like when you're nice and fresh and say, okay, I'm going to take on a whole new career and I'm going to learn how productivity in the brain operates, right? So if I can just caution you and anyone out there who wants to beat themselves up, it's very simple and easy strategies to put in place. When I put my first job post up for an outsourcer about eight years ago, it was dismal. The replies were awful. It was far too detailed. It was a hot mess and I could show it to you. And now I can put something up with three lines, an example of the work and have someone fully implemented and doing work on our team within 24 hours. So I put way more work into getting it wrong years ago. So it's just all those years that I've been helping others do this, that really makes a difference. So it's not about me, but what I want you and everyone out there to understand is it's not that you're not trying hard enough. It's not that you haven't given this attention. It's a completely different skill set. And, you know, you need to pursue that path and have somebody teach you quickly and efficiently, but don't be beating yourself up that you didn't see this. Cause that's just, it'd be like me being upset that I can't do amazing videography work. Like you can, like right. that would just be silly. Right. Right. Makes sense. It does. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit before we wrap up about what your ideal client is, who you help the most, because I have seen your work and it's nothing short of phenomenal. It is really something you guys have to check this out. I, I was struggling for words when I first met you and I was trying to describe your work to me. And I said, it's almost as if you can hear or feel the, the breath of the people. Like there is just this quality to your work that I don't think I've seen before. So why don't you tell us to the listeners, um, who's the kind of clients that you help? That's a good question. And uh, thanks for all the, the compliments. Uh, it makes me feel nice and warm and fuzzy inside. So, <laughs> um, so companies, organizations, and um, especially event uh, individuals, or they come to us if they want to tell a story, uh, simply put. Um, companies or organizations come to us if they have an event 
and they would like it to be recapped in a compelling two to three minute highlight video. Um, and it also forms as a, another form of advertising and commercials. So it's in 2020, we're, we're just kind of being sold to every day, every way we turn is pop-up ads, banners, uh, billboards, commercials, ads everywhere. Um, and, and people are really tired of being sold to. Uh, so when we are able to take and tell a story and share a story, instead of saying, call me today, I'll book you, point me right now, whatever, um, people are more compelled to uh, look at our client stories versus hearing them pitch. So right. that's what they come to us for. Well, and they make a good choice because it really is something phenomenal. So where can people find you? Wow. Uh, the website, mastermind-productions with an S.com. Uh, I am on Instagram. The business is MMP events. Okay. Instagram, the personal Instagram is Ken Branson. And of course we're on Facebook as mastermind productions. The M I N D is an acronym for molding images into new dimensions. Um, but mastermind is one word. So mastermind productions everywhere. <laughs> well, on, that, on, on the echoing of that radio voice, we're going to wrap up. And Ken, I can't thank you enough. I think this message is really important and I really appreciate you being open to sharing it with our audience. So everyone, uh, check him out. He's awesome. And until next time, just remember, how do we get to your next win quickly? Now your business. If you've enjoyed our show, please do leave a review. Right now we are giving away a free audio version of Win the Hour, Win the Day, valued at $15, but we know people that's worth more than that because it can help you eliminate 80% of your to-do list and 100% of your guilt. So until our next show, thank you again for joining us.